The following is an encore episode of the Biz Tools Podcast. Any email addresses, web URLs, or other time-specific information may no longer apply. Please visit davidaspect.com for more information. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Biz Tools Podcast, practical advice for today's busy business leader. And now your hosts, David Speck and Jerry Frentress. Welcome to the Biz Tools Podcast. I'm Jerry Frentress. And I'm David Speck. And we are your hosts for this episode of the Biz Tools Podcast. David, what topic are we covering today? Well, today is going to be quite an interesting discussion because we're going to be talking about office culture, and a lot of people don't even know what that is, much less how to address it. So that, that that's really what we're going to be getting into. One of the reasons why we're going to be talking about office culture today is because that is also the featured theme of this month's biz, which is going out this week. Okay. For the person who is joining us for the first time on this Biz Tools podcast, what the heck is the Biz? The Biz is a magazine published in the Shreveport Bossier Market of Louisiana by by us. You? Yes, Spec Newspapers, okay. and um, it's an educational tool for um, business. And each month tackles a different theme with a local um, focus on that theme. Like this month is on office culture and we are focusing on a local business called Moonbot Studios. And um, you may have heard of them. They won the Oscar for a um, for the work they did in animation. And they're a really um, interesting group of people and how their culture has has brought them to success and so that's kind of how it ties in but all of the content within biz and 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 there's a link to to a readable version of biz in the show notes is all geared around that subject matter and it's useful no matter whether you're in shreveport bozier new york city or halfway around the world the truths that you learn about business in biz are applicable to you all right culture is that something every business has? Yeah, it exists. Whether it's good culture or bad culture oh. is, is dependent upon the, the, the various pieces, but culture exists. If you have a group of people together, you have a culture. It's, is it something I can catch? <laughs> yeah, actually. Yep. Certain cultures, if you think about it, are contagious. If you go into a place where there's a lot of happy people, typically you're you tend to be a little bit happier. If you go to a place with a bunch of grumps, you kind of get a bad attitude too. So so culture does affect you, and so it is in some ways contagious. You can catch it. All right. So what is it, or what isn't it? Well, it's it's very hard to put a finger on but let, let's look at it this way and I, and and I know we use a lot of stories and anecdotes to to kind of illustrate but think of I had a scenario one time and it was a couple of years ago where I was needing somebody in my sales department our our company I'm not saying we're laid back but but it's a lot quieter than a lot of places you know you go to a sales floor at a at a broker or you go into the sales department at a at a um car dealership and there's a there's a certain energy there based right. upon everybody trying to make goals we don't exactly have that there we take a long-term approach and so we're hot we're, we're we're adding to our staff and i find this person who's what you would call a superstar salesperson on on paper i mean they've worked hard they've done a lot of things they've seen a lot of success 
And on paper, they're a fantastic salesperson. This would be a great, you know, bring in a superstar. We're going to really set the world on fire. Except she didn't fit the culture that we had established. And so when she got here, this high energy, uh, uh, very demanding personality just didn't mesh with everybody here. And even though she was a very, um, again, a very successful salesperson in her own right, it brought everybody down. People would duck under their desks when they would hear her coming by because she was that boisterous of a personality. And it really kind of started sending the company, this entity, into a little bit of a tailspin because the fit wasn't there and it, and it created so many, many problems. And so that told me that that person was wrong for the culture that we had established. Now, she's gone on to be very successful in, in other areas because she was a fit for that culture. And, and, and that really kind of illustrated the need for being aware of culture in every aspect of your business. And that's the key word. Fit. Yes. I do a lot of interviewing. I uh, put them on video for my clients. And I've, I always visit with a client beforehand and try to discover what the culture is. What kind of person are we really looking for? What kind of sales organization do you have? How's, how does it operate? So I can try to uncover what the fit is going to be. I'm trying to put the square peg into the square hole. Many times in my history, my past, uh, I did, and others have done, where you find a, a high-powered salesperson might be the square peg, but you have a round hole. And so you're over here with a hammer trying to pound it in there and uh, make it work, and it doesn't work. I also find that a lot of leaders get emotionally attached to that decision they made. If you, if you hire the wrong person, if you hire the square peg and you have nothing but round holes, the reason why you hammered in is because you don't want to admit defeat, like that I made a mistake, that I didn't investigate long enough, or I didn't, you know, really do my job in the hiring process. Sometimes you have to acknowledge that, you know what, you're human. You're not going to get it right every time. And if that is the wrong fit, then acknowledge it, you know, make a move and move on. The Jim Collins, who wrote the book Good to Great, refers to the makes a statement about getting the right people on the bus and the wrong people off the bus. And that is so true in business. The the you know not only is it about hiring the right person to bring on your bus but but identifying the wrong people on on the bus. Uh, you know somebody may be in the wrong department and just you know they're the the misery they have about being in the wrong place spreads to everybody or or maybe they just have a bad attitude for whatever reason maybe their home life is messed up and it and it comes into the office place and brings everybody down you've really got to recognize that and sometimes the best thing not only for you but for them is to end the relationship and say you know what we can't work you know you can't work here anymore because it's not healthy for you or us right or be open to moving someone if you have another seat on the bus, yes, that they might fit better. I had a lady who came in as a salesperson. I hired her. She wanted the job. I hired her, but she didn't work out. Coincidentally, we needed a promotions director up at the other end of the building, just opened up shortly after she came there. And she said, do you mind if I apply for that position? And of course I said, no. And she did and she was hired, she was the best promotions director for my radio station that I, or any radio station that I've been associated with. She is great. And it was just me being flexible enough and she being honest enough with herself to say, I don't fit 
here in this part of the radio station. What about this other part? And I was willing to say, I give up, go ahead and go. I'll find somebody else. I'll try again, interview better, try to make a better fit. You know, um, I think about, and I, I don't remember the exact quote, but Al, Albert Einstein said something to the effect of everybody is a genius in their own right. But if you try to have somebody, if you're, if you have somebody trying to work in an area, that's not their, what their area of expertise is, they'll go throughout life thinking they're an idiot. And if, yep. if, if you, if you, if you put that into, and in, in, to really look at it, you know, in the interview process, everybody's putting their best face on. They're selling, you know, the, 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 the prospective employee is selling themselves to the employer. The employer is selling the company to the employee. Right. And it's not until you get working together. Do you realize if it's a fit? And that's why interviewers or company guys and gals doing the interviewing need to do more listening than talking and uh, stop selling the company. The, the prospective employee knows that and should have already figured that out and found out about me and my company before they came in and take up the time for the interview. Now, back to culture. Where does it come from? The top down. You. Yes. Yes. Here at the, the biz, the, you're the man. Oh yes, you are Mister Culture, and 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 if you think about it, and 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 Jerry, you have you have some inside information because because you're you're housed here with us on site, but everything about the biz is driven basically out of my office and is filtered down to everybody. You know, whether it's the editorial, the advertising, the the branding outside of the building, you know, it starts with me. But I'm not the legs. I'm I'm, I'm merely the the catalyst. That, that that gets the ball rolling and then everybody else kind of follows suit. And if you think about it in 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 terms of any business, leadership is setting the tone. Leadership is setting the tone for everybody to follow. It doesn't mean you have to do everything. But it, what it does mean is everyone needs to know what's expected and then they can follow in 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 suit and know that they have done what you've expected of them. When the, nothing can erode culture other than personalities, but one thing that really erodes a culture is the lack of expectations and the lack of knowing when did we reach it. I can't tell you in my early days of of being a leader in in the newspaper business how many times I lost good people because they really never knew when they did a good job because I failed to tell them. And I was of the mindset: if you get a paycheck, that's your reward for doing your job. But that people need more than that. They don't know that they're doing a good job. They don't know that 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 there's that there's a a, a way to move forward or move up or or whatever within that company unless you tell them that. Unless you tell them that on a regular basis, um, and that's something that you have to worry about. You have to catch people doing things right and acknowledging it when they do. Exactly. Uh, back to my interviewing. One of the things I I tried to discover is what motivates the person. And I asked them to tell me what's their, give me any, uh, their best boss and tell me about their, their worst boss. Invariably, they talk about the worst boss not doing things that made them feel better about what they did. Like coming by and saying, good job. Uh, I read a research project once that said, what you, would you rather have? Believe this or not, it said a pay, a pay raise or a pat on the back. And most people said a pat on the back. Okay, I'm going to confess in preparation, now don't, so wide-eyed looking here, he's, <laughs> it's a mild confession that I discovered uh, 
part of the reason why I feel good about the culture inside this biz building came to me six months ago when I came in and you offered a space for me in the building and I could hang out here, as you say. And the, the thing I discovered in walking around is that every office in here was unlocked and every door is wide open, including your two doors mm -hmm. are wide open. That's part of the, it, it, it impressed me that everybody, including the top guy, is very comfortable and very uh, uh, a great feeling that I trust everybody around me and that I'm going to be trusted too. So I have a door and my door has a lock on it, but I never use it. I saw, okay, this is part of the culture and this is the way I want to fit in. So I'm going to leave my door wide open and, uh, and join in the culture. I think a lot of people, I did that because I was thinking about what was it. I think most people won't think about that, but they can feel that and see that and react to it. I agree. Um, and it was something that it, it didn't happen by circumstance or happenstance. When, when, we, when we opened this building um, about 14 years ago and I saw I had two doors and they both had locks on them, at first I started locking them when I left. And that was because that had been ingrained in me for years and years and years leading up to it. But I started realizing, I said, you know, and, and this is easier in a small business than in a large business, and I understand that. But if, if we're going to do great things, then we have to trust one another. And locking my doors for whatever reason may not send a message of distrust, but leaving them open sent a message of trust. And in 14 years, I have never had anything go missing from my office. I've never walked in to see that anybody's been on my computer or anything like that because we have built such a mutual trust in this culture that, that people are comfortable, you know, leaving their computers on or leaving things on their desk. And, and you say, well, isn't that just foolishness? I mean, somebody's going to steal something someday. Let me tell you, somebody who is working for a purpose typically will not steal. They have a reason for being there other than the paycheck. And 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 so I I haven't had anything now, you know, I could come in a week from now and something may be gone because somebody broke into the building. But but by and large, the people who are in my culture, who are on my team, have a loyalty to the team, and maybe by extension, me as their leader, and taking something or using something or borrowing something that doesn't belong to them or or not putting it back after they've borrowed it erodes that trust and they know it, you know, even subconsciously they know it. Okay. We've covered three of uh, one definition I found on the internet. I said, uh, management culture, office culture. Tell me what this is all about. One author, one company said, here we go. Management styles. We talked about you it comes down from the top, like it or not. The business is going to take on the personality, personality traits, even in rebellion, uh, similarly to the person at the top. Business values, we just talked about that. Physical environment, and uh, we just talked about that. The doors are open here. Employees, and it's going to be, you're going to make the final call on the people that are going to get hired, and you talked about fit which I think is a word all of you out there listening should um, look up, think about, and ask yourselves, what is the right, what is the correct fit for our organization? 
what does this person need to bring? What are their one interviewee said? I wanted to know uh, what the core values were of the company I'm interviewing for. I said, this is very cool. How'd you find that out? Well, I went on their website. I looked up the person. I tried to figure out what it, where this person is from and, and uh, the company and what it can do. And of course, they got a big check mark for me. And finally, it says dress code. Ooh. And I didn't, uh, I don't know about the, I, I don't know what the dress code is around here. <laughs> I, I dress the way I always dress. I didn't think about it. But um, apparently, you, you is there a dress code? It's not written down, per se. Um, I, I would say that the dress code has always been whatever conveys that you are a professional Ooh. when you represent us. Um, but but not so stuffy that 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 you put people off and 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 they're uncomfortable around you. Um, I always dress for the for whatever I'm doing. Um, generally, as you well know, I, I wear khakis and either a, a button down shirt or or a golf shirt. But if I'm going to see somebody out of respect for them, and they're you know they're at a certain level or they or they have a certain title or whatever. I'll put on a coat and tie. You have a coat on today, and so I know you're seeing somebody or they're coming to see you. Well, we do have some people coming to see us today, see? but it's also cold outside, and, oh. and a corduroy coat is a lot easier to keep on than than a, than a, a leather overcoat or something like that. But you know that that has always been conveyed. People follow the lead of the leader, and if I showed up here in holy jeans and a and a t-shirt you know on multiple occasions then the inferred dress code is that's okay but when they see me day in and day out in in the khakis and the and the, and the very nice shirt or or, or whatever then, then that's that's implied that that's expected of me too and so you really don't have to stipulate a dress code Unless, you know, unless it becomes a problem and it shouldn't become a problem if you have created the culture that that they know it's expected of them. Okay. That reminds me again about interviewing. I have interviewed people and we, we may talk about a generational thing here a little bit uh, that I've had younger people come in that look like they've been shot out of a cannon. And I wonder my, to myself, what are they thinking? And I discovered uh, later on that they're thinking you just need to, to appreciate my brain and what I bring to the table and not necessarily how I'm dressed. Well, I do. I'm sorry. Older generation, uh, people at the top like you, whatever, are, 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 are impressed by the, the or unimpressed by people who come in and, and they're not dressed appropriately. Well, and, that, and and you have to understand that about culture as well, though. You see, there are companies where that culture is okay. You know, um, dot-com types and, and startup types that, that may not have to venture into the marketplace where there are old guys like us making key decisions on whether or not to do business with you. It's, it's perfectly fine. We appreciate your brain. You get behind that computer, you code, you do social media, you do what you do. We'll pay you. It's going to be awesome. But then there are also other cultures like in the business that we have, which is in, you know, print media and, and online media where we have to go and make presentations and we have to go and talk to people and people are going to size us up based upon what they see as we walk into their office, then yeah, we've got to have that dress that, that, that reflects that. But, you know, again, 
just because it's not right for us doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just not right for us. There, there are companies that it's perfectly right for, and there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to, to find employment with those. And how do you find that out? For all of you out there that are going to interview or, or you're going to interview for a position at a company, you need to find that out. Hello, do research. Hello. They all have Facebook pages. They all have websites. Hey. The, the owner has a website and a Facebook page generally. And, you know, you do your research ahead of time. You can be as simple as coming in the front door and talking to the receptionist and, and just looking around. Come a day ahead of time, beforehand or whatever. So if you're doing the interviewing of someone and they show up and they're not dressed like your staff is dressed, how the people are dressed here, then you know they haven't done their research. Oh yeah, and that tells you something about them. Okay, culture this time. What's next time? Well, we'll be talking about millennials next next oh, month, so okay. that that that'll be fun as well. Let, let me add one thing though before we we move on, and because most business owners and 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 leaders in business ask this question, why should I care? And the truth is it directly affects your bottom line if you don't. The culture of your business will directly affect how successful you are over the long haul. We had an instance, and, and I, again, I, I tell stories all the time, but there was an instance in this company, the one that I own and, 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 and give my lifeblood for, where we changed leadership at one of our entities. We went from a laid-back type manager to someone who was more intimidating. And the whole, the guy, again, once again, great person on paper, had been successful in many publications over the years, but he was, he was very abrasive. And we didn't pick up on that during the interview process because why? You put your best foot forward, you talk about all the great things you've done and how well you could do and what you can bring to the table for the company and, and how you're, you know, committed to, to the long term and all those things you want to hear. So you bring this guy in and you put him in a leadership position. And he's not a fit for the culture. He's not a fit for the employees around him. And oh my goodness, how the thing unraveled all around. I mean, I, I had I had the privilege, if you will, of being in the same building while all this took place. And the number of people who came crying to my office about how mean he was and how he had done this and how they'd never been treated like that before. And it's, nobody should be treated like this. And initially he saw some success because the shakeup, everybody was scared to lose their job. So they did what he said do, and they saw a little bit of success in a different way. But as it started moving on, they started moving on and we started losing people and we started losing uh, traction. And within about 12 months, we saw that this was the wrong fit. I mean, we kind of suspected anyway, but over the long haul, he was the wrong fit, not just for the company, but for the marketplace. It didn't work. What worked in the town he came from doesn't work in our market, but he couldn't get past that and he couldn't change who he was. He was who he was. So we had to make a change. And as soon as the change was made, we saw started seeing an uptick in productivity. We saw started seeing an uptick in sales. We started re, we started hearing out of the woodwork all of the bad things that he had supposedly done and blah, blah, blah. But it all got back to culture. He didn't fit the culture. And and he was unable to change the culture to fit him. So so it was best that he that he move on. 
and that and that affected our bottom line. I mean, you watch the, the the income and expense reports every month, and oh my lord, you know, here it is. You start seeing the erosion, you start seeing it go, and you start seeing it go, and you go, how do we stop it? How do we stop it? The ship is sinking. What do we do? Get the culture back right. Get the get leadership back into place that fits the culture of the people that you have in place, and it made all the difference. And so, to that leader out there. Yeah, it makes a heck of a lot of difference. You need to be concerned with your culture. You need to identify what your culture is so that every decision you make fits the culture that you have identified. All right. Well, back. let's talk more about the biz. What does a biz have to uh, offer? Today, can I read the uh, – someone's listening in Timbuktu, Iowa, let's say. Uh, can they read the biz? Yes. How? www.bizmagsb.com. If you'll go to that website, you can click on the current month's edition. It's on the right-hand side of the page. Or you can click on, um, I think, past editions, and it has every edition that we've had listed. It's a, it's, we use page turn software, which if you click on it, you get the front cover of it, and then you click on each one, and the page turns, and you look at it just as if you had a copy in your hand. Okay, somebody was scrambling for a pen or a pencil when you said that. <laughs> And now they say, why don't you give me that that address again? www.bizmagsb, as in Biz Magazine, Shreveport, com. Okay. What are they going to find? Stories about companies that, that use culture to their advantage, expert opinion about culture in various realms, everything from social media culture what kind of you know so what kind of culture are you projecting in your social media to um how to hire and fire um and then my favorite part and i think i've talked about this before is the biz tools pages which were the the inspiration for the biz tools podcast actual practical things that you can use today to improve your business some of it has to today? do with today is it going to cost me nothing None of, none of All of this information is free. And many of these... Uh, many of these items are free, too, okay. because we, we, we do everything from books to apps to podcasts to people you should follow on Twitter that will inspire you to be a better leader. And, you know, it's an amazing, amazing um, uh, resource and tool for you to use. But again, you've got to use it. You've got to take that information and put it into practice. We have four books that we recommend in this edition of, of Biz. Um, Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea. He is the CEO of Zappos. Now, Jerry, you've been around a while. Do you know what Zappos is? I do now. I learned from you. <laughs> you handed me the book about their culture. Amazing. They know what their culture is. Oh, yes. The interesting part about their culture book, which is not what we necessarily list here, and I'll, we'll put a link to it in the show notes, that book is written by the employees. This is what the culture is in through the eyes of the employees, which is really, really cool. I, 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 I may try to do that someday when we have a few more people. Our, 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 our culture book would be a, a pamphlet <laughs> with the number of employees we've got. Okay. Um, jab, 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 Right Hook by, by Gary Vaynerchuk is about social media and how you, um, you, you really you know, bring social media to life for your business. How do you make money at it? How do you do it? What, what, what do I need to do with it? And that kind of rolls back into some of what we talked about in past episodes. Start by John Acuff. Great, great book. You know, sometimes the biggest hindrance to success is the fact that you just won't start. You can't get past the fear 
of what might happen and you won't start. And this book's a great inspirational read. And then finally, Getting Things Done by uh, David Allen. Great, great book. He's a, a master at time management and at project management and things. And and his uh, his method of getting things done and putting things in the proper quadrants you know, there's no new ideas under the sun, but the way he presents it to you really makes it clear, clear and easy to, to implement in your own life and your own business. So those are just the books that we're recommending. And I haven't even gotten into the app of the month and the podcast of the month and, and all of these things. And they're all there for you to look at and, and, and can evaluate for yourself and decide if it's something you want to implement in your business. Dave, there's Dave in here. Dave. Yes, Dave Ramsey. Oh, it's that guy. Yes, he's one of the greatest minds there is with regard to finance, entre entrepreneurship, business, leadership. And we have his column in every month, and there's usually two questions from a listener or a reader, but it's a business-focused question, and, and Dave gives his unique insight to those those items. So, again, so worth your time taking to, to, to read through the biz and, 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 and look at that page view version. If you, if you're not in the local area, um, I don't think there's quite anything quite like this anywhere. And if you would take that information, use it in your business, I think you could see a lot of success almost immediately. For me, when I pick up the publication, I look at it and I start reading it and I think, resource. That's the word that comes to mind is that it's a resource. Yes. It's easy. It's friendly, uh, quick, nice looking. This picture of me in here. Oh, I mean, um, <laughs> then there's, uh, there are articles by different writers who are talking about things that, that are uh, important to them and they're brief to the point and helpful. Well, we have to understand that you're busy, I'm busy, people are generally busy. So we wanna make sure that what we do respects that. So we get to the point. We don't, we don't, you know, we don't tell stories like I tell stories on the podcast. We, we get to the point, we give them the information and say, here's the information, here's how you can use it, now go do it. Okay, now I brought it up too early in this uh, podcast. What's coming? Millennials. Millennials Who are, are they? What is one of those guys? Basically, those that are ages twenty to thirty-five. Is it like Sean in there? Oh, it's a lot like Sean in there, who's mm -hmm. waving from his desk. And, we're in trouble. Well, we think we're in trouble, <laughs> but you know, there's there's a generation gap between every generation, and it seems wider between my age and I'm forty-four and the millennials, but really, it's not. And and understanding them. You can have some of the most committed, uh, great employees, team members, if you just know how to co to communicate okay, we're not with talking them. About Sean, now we're just no, he is a great guy. He's one of those people about the culture here. Sean is a big part of the culture. Yes, yes, and 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 we have a real cross section of ages. I mean, we really we literally have people from every decade, from sixties down through twenties. And that's really cool because we all have different perspectives. But what I've learned in our culture is we have a lot of um, similarities, too. And we, we do tend to um, get along really well, even though sometimes we make references that make no sense to somebody who's outside of our age group. <laughs> it still it still works. OK. And help. it can work. And that, that I think that's really where we're going to get to in the in the millennial edition is it can work if you 
want it to work. Okay, the biz comes out every month. Yes. At the first of the month. Yes. Now, how often are these, are these podcasts going to come their way? It looks like we're going weekly with them. So I, my suggestion is go to iTunes if you have an iOS device, sign up on iTunes for the podcast. Just search for Biz Tools and, and you'll find it. And then it'll automatically download to your phone. If you don't have that, if you have an Android phone or, or you don't want to use iTunes, we do have a feed at, on our show notes of, of that you can click on and add it to your um, to your RSS feed stuff. And you can get it every time we upload. And right now we've been we're we're on episode four, hard to believe already. And we this is the third week in a row we've done an episode. So it looks like we're going to go weekly, but I'm going to tell you we're not going to waste your time. If we don't have content that we feel is valuable for you right now, we won't do a podcast episode. But we will do it no less than twice a month. But but it looks like we're going to be able to do some great ones for weekly here for for quite a while. Okay, and that will do it for this episode of the Biz Tools podcast. We hope that you found the information today useful for your business. If you have any questions, please post them in the comment section of the show notes. We'll do our best to answer them, or at least Dave will. We'd love to hear you rate our podcast on iTunes so that more people will know about David and uh, the Biz and his podcast. David? Till next time. Remember, applied knowledge is power. Now be the leader you were always meant to be. So long, everyone.